Donkey Kong. Good stuff. Okay, we're back. We're back. Oh, it's exciting. All right, if you're the kind of person who has a Nemesis car, this is the podcast for you. And if you're the kind of person who judges strangers on their car parks, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to episode 8.5. 8.5. Yeah, well, we're just doing a cheeky bonus episode because we've been away for a while. It's been a long time. Where have you been? I have been away in Melbourne. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, doing a bit of uh, yep. field research, posting on the Instagram if you've seen a few of my little happy snaps. Yes, good work. Up Thank there. you very much for doing that. Yeah. And where have you been? I've been stuck behind a Suzuki Swift Turbo. Oh. So I would have been here earlier and we could have recorded, but... Yeah. Speaking of Nemesis cars. Oh, Nemesis cars. The Suzuki Swift Turbo. So not the Suzuki Swift. No, no. This was the Turbo model. And that Turbo badge just filled me with rage. <laughs> you know, I, I've i always thought that putting the words Swift and Turbo after the word Suzuki is the same as putting the words Democratic People's Republic in front of North Korea. <laughs> It's a lie, and everyone knows it's a lie. They, they reduce words and their meaning all over, don't they? They, yeah. re- they really do. And Donald you know, Trump could have written them. Oh, so frustrating. That's a fake Suzuki. Um, that's, uh, it, it's the best Suzuki. It's the turbo, actually. Uh, so sad. So sad. Uh, oh. Only the best Suzukis. The swiftest, actually. Uh, is that... Uh, oh, God. Do, how do, are these Trump impersonations? Just whipping them out? Well, look, they're not bad. Oh, I mean, they're not bad. I, I reckon if we played you, played them to someone without context, they couldn't pick it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Yeah. And they're just the best. Yeah, Swift Suzuki. I can't. Turbo. I can't even listen to that guy. I always feel to to quote the principle of Billy Madison. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's... It's uh, poignant and true. Who'd have thought you'd get a poignant moment out of Billy Madison? Out of an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I mean, if you've exactly. seen Uncut Gems, even that's not too poignant. I know. So this is episode 8.5. You'll probably notice on the little counter, it's a little shorter than it normally is. That's because we are about to... We're going to record this and then straight afterwards kick into episode 9. The, yeah, damn right. The, the mega are. digger. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it, it takes a little while to um, edit out all the coughs and... and the snorts. But are you going to do that for this episode 8.5? <laughs> nah. All right, cool. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Good. Oh, well, let's but see how it really compares really stop to making racist jokes because, like, they're going in. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> and st- stop saying how much you hate nurses and how, how lazy they are. But that is true. Um, All right, we'll uh, leave that bit yeah, in. Yeah, I might, I, might, I might leave those bits in. <laughs> okay. Look, to kick this episode off, I'd like to actually... This is kind of a... A bit of a current affairs thing. We don't tend to kind of do up to the minute stuff because it takes so long for these pods to kind of get edited and get out. Well, it takes a, a few weeks. Sure. But something sad has happened to the Adelaide car community. There was a regular car meet called Horizons. It happened at the Brickworks Marketplace. It's a big sort of shopping mm. centre and after hours on the first Saturday of the month, every month, uh, volunteers would just organize a car meet they do it through instagram and you could just show up in your car park all over this probably 400 spot car park in a supermarket and just walk around seeing all these amazing cars and and incredible stuff a great thing turned up yeah uh, it, and it was all it was all just done by just these young people mostly young women looking at the 
website as well for no reward they weren't sponsored they weren't supported but they had to the sad thing is they have had to call it quits call it a day yeah. and reading on their instagram is the reason they've called it quits is because of hoon driving ah they're the worst Car, car events do tend to attract those kind of things, but I go to them fairly regularly. Yeah. My car's a car meet kind of meet, and I've got a young son. It's a nice thing to do. But, yeah, they really had apparently worked hard, really hard with the police to get it going, and it, everyone, it was one of those things. Like, 99% of people were great, and 1% of people... Ruined it for everyone else. And now it's cancelled. Yeah, that is a, that's a... Sh- yeah, it was sort of a... It was a so, sorry, it was just a sad kind of thing to have just happened last weekend. So I gave them a bit of a shout out on their Instagram and um, I just wanted to say if they ever end up listening to this, thanks for organising it. My um, my son Charlie came along to a couple and would bring friends and he sort of learned more than like, oh, sick cars, bro. He would actually, it was a great family event. People would, you would bring their babies and your kids and people would just be walking around in front of cars and stuff, but people were slowing down. It was 100% respectful and he learned things like, you know, being polite to people, handling yourself in public and showing interest in manners and looking people in the eye and yeah, just having a bit of social interaction stuff that you don't really get, not really at school or with your mates. It was just a nice public place to be. And I had the same experience, just young kids or whoever kind of coming up and going, oh, this, your car? Yeah, it's cool. Can I, etc. And Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice thing because people are... So often you see in other social situations, people are just looking at their phones all the time. Whereas in this, people have their phones out, but they're they're all they're doing is taking photos of the cars. But they're not they're not looking at them now. They're taking the photos for to save it later, and mm. then they're talking to people around the cars. Yeah, and I like because it's not a um, competitive environment. Also, yeah, people are just going to show off their cars because if you've got a nice car and you're keeping it in a garage and it's just what's the point? You know, yeah. you've got to get it out and like people, other people appreciate it. And it, was, it wasn't just nice cars either. You'd sort of walk on and people would be, as I was as well, just gathered around an old Mazda Shades that someone yeah. had, had sort of obviously been enthusiastic about. It's just nice to see people into stuff. And that sadly is, is now over. Yeah, because it's, it it's, it yeah, it's not always, and we've said this many times, it's mm. not always about how much a car costs. It's what it, what it is worth to you, yes. the nostalgia memories associated with cars like sometimes you see an old old car like i was going through an intersection the other day i didn't we didn't discuss this before the pod i was going through an intersection and i on the left hand side of me was an aston martin vantage an older model like from the early 2000s but still still great yeah and turning off to the right was an old Toyota Corolla, and that caught my eye. <laughs> I was like, hmm, look at that. <laughs> that's in good nick. <laughs> yeah, that's in good nick. Wow. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's about the nostalgia attached to cars and your, your emotional connection to them. Cause, and, yeah. Yeah, and everyone, it, everyone was bringing their nostalgia and good feelings and hard work and just showing it off. And yeah, there was, there was never any competition or, or yeah. down talk. You never heard a negative word about any of the cars. No. No one was ever like, look at that heap of shit. No, no. Everyone was always applauding everyone the whole time. And sadly that's gone. So thanks for organizing that. I hope I hope others. Hope to see you again one day, maybe. Yeah, sort of spring up. There's like all Japan Day, which is a big thing that happens around. But yeah, yeah. Um 
so that that's gone. But so the one thing that we did end up doing in in Melbourne that I've talked about before is when we sort of got there. Uh, Charlie's fourteen. I said, "What do you want to? You know, what do you want to Big do?" City, so much culture, the arts, the, the theatre, the, the sports, the travelling. Yeah, yeah, the galleries. What did you see? Well, the first thing he picked. Uh, <laughs> the first thing he picked after he recovered from the worst flu of his life. <laughs> For, oh, no. for the first two thirds of the holiday, just poor uh, chap. Yeah, you know when you're probably when you're a teenager, the first time you get really bad flu, you're like, "Am I dying? Why is no one caring?" That that was him. But the first thing he picked was we're going to the Ferrari shop. Oh, a wise choice. Yeah, the the Zagame has just a like a street kind of dedicated to. Yeah, they've them. got some nice. Yeah, there's some nice dealerships in Melbourne. That's for sure. It was it was a it was a great sort of. We we drove there especially. We were followed by a McLaren seven twenty. Just this blue spaceship. I like the McLaren do quite flashy colours for yeah. their cars. They're not like all just beige, you like the, the classic white or silver or black. They're like bright, like orange, green, yeah, purple. Like it's it's, yeah, it's kind of fun. I often down the McLaren. I was, I think they all look the same. You stand there and you go, they're just. I can't tell sort of one from the. I mean, I know that they're McLarens for sure, but as far as differentiation goes, but other colours are cover for that. Have, like driving there and being followed by this 720, I was more in the mirror than I was on, in front of me. It just in motion, suddenly it all made sense. Oh, wow, you're driving like Diana's bodyguards. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, well, we know how that ended. Drinking heavily, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a great holiday thing to do. And we kind of went there and we saw it, it, Charlie's Instagram has like more than a thousand hits per reel that he does. Wow, he is yeah, yeah. more popular than I, we are. I consider it a red letter day if I get double digit likes on a photo. <laughs> but yeah, he took these great videos. He's been um he's been playing Gran Turismo for months and the way that works is you don't just earn cars. They kind of every now and then they put one on there. He's been waiting for the Ferrari F40, the first car to go over 200 miles per hour, the last one designed by Enzo. Yeah. He, he yeah. loves it. And we're on the way. There's only 1300 in the world and on the way there, we were sort of like, hey, imagine if there's um, a... Yeah, I mean, what are the odds? Wouldn't it be cool if... And I was like, son, there's not going to be an F40. How many is there in Australia? Two, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was one in the window. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great stuff. And he almost did that Wiley e. Coyote, like, smash imprint through the plate glass at Zagami Ferrari shop Ding. just to get to it. And it, it was... Eyes on stalks. Like constantly buffing off the drool from around the around it. Um, it, what an incredible shop to go to! Yeah, Just, and he took all these great sort of yeah. videos and stuff. But they had they had the F forty, they had the Enzo just sitting right behind it. Who Boring. Cares? Who Enzo. cares? <laughs> uh, and then next to that, the La Ferrari, oh. just in a little trio, just there. Describe it for us. The La Ferrari. Yes, please. I I took a photo. The only photo I could really take was its front end and it was like it was like looking at a rippling surface of water just so many just angles and sweeps and someone had thrown a designer rock into a designer japanese pool calm rock garden in also an equally designery (laughs) space glass walls everywhere look you've nailed it and there wasn't glass walls everywhere you could go up and touch it i didn't Yes, Hell no! Did. Oh, I, t- I touched something else. Uh, but yeah, the, well, you, you were that excited. I was that ex- I was that excited when I came back from the toilets. So I did a lap of the La Ferrari, but uh, still, Charlie hadn't kind of torn his way from the F40. 
But the LaFerrari is a, like you said, it's just designer ripples kind of perfectly conceived. And you've seen photos and it looks silly and, but in, it all makes sense. In in, the metal. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. It was a great sort of little trip to do. The, The one takeaway from the F40, this classic, this hero was, I went up and looked up really close on the hinges that, you know, it's got like the back. Yeah, it, it's got those big. All the whole thing opens up, and there's these kind of quite industrial-looking hinges. And around that, just a little bit of, just bubbling of not bubbling of the paint, but just a little bit of wear. And it's obviously like a forty-year-old car now, thirty or forty kind of thing. Sure. And the welding was starting to go. Yeah, sort of like it was sort of fine, but you could tell it had been handmade. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about Ferrari as well, especially in the early days. I'm not sure what the what the case is now, but they they weren't. They weren't doing spot welding with machines. They were doing it by hand. So every car was a little bit different. Yeah. And this felt, it just felt special. Except it felt special until, because that's the Ferrari. It's not just a dealership. It's also the shop where, you know, the the well-heeled of Melbourne, probably Australia, send their stuff to kind of get serviced. And what was getting serviced? Tell me. Another F40. Get get out. You look in the service shop and there's like, oh, there's a... There's a F, you know, there's a 430 and another, is that kind of a Scuderia type thing? That's, is that another F40? And that was just open and you could see all the the engine out, uh, you know, like you could see all the the, the scoring on the engine. Like it was just someone's car just getting. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a. I can imagine that's a, that's an affordable exercise. Having your F40 service. (laughs) Absolutely. It it would have to be affordable. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That would be something you'd think carefully of before you took it in. Yeah. How much is this going to be? I might just leave it. Leave yeah. it in the garage. The sir doesn't need to ask how much. <laughs> there was a little glass case. I'll move on, but there's a little glass case in the Ferrari shop with little accessories. Uh, you could buy a Ferrari little prancing horse badge. Okay. A thousand bucks. You wow. could buy some uh, shifters. Hang some- on. Is this a. Is this, when you say a prancing horse badge. Is this a badge that has come off of a car or that you know the car or they've just made a little badge and they're charging $1,000 for it? It's it's a little block of metal. Right. The same size and shape as one of the badges. If you've seen a Ferrari recently, they put a badge on it. Most cars they do, I think. (laughs) You know I hate badges. I try and get them off the cars. But yeah. Well, if you ever t- get turned around, you could drop a, in. That Suzuki Turbo badge is coming right off. That that Ferrari badge, it looks like it would actually fit on. You could have Ferrari luggage, little square kind of suitcase type deal, probably about a foot wide by about 18 inches high. Wow. Okay. Probably yeah. made out of Andean condor leather or something. Not really. <laughs> it, I don't even think it was. And it probably was leather, actually, for $10,000. It would want to be for the single bag, yeah. Oh little paddle shifters, just those little kind of little yeah paddle shift shape things. Those were seventeen thousand dollars. They were carbon fiber though. Oh, nonetheless, yeah. Oh so God. we walked up that and down ex- that that street in Melbourne and it's saw probably a few just other. offcuts from the factory. This is like little imperfections. Like oh, we can't put this on a car. It's like that the Ferrari factory. You mean you try and stop a photocopier and it still does nineteen more copies? <laughs> probably that. Ah oh, no, what are we going to do? We've got nineteen more of these badges. No problem. Yeah. I know what to do with them. I know some suckers. Yeah, yeah. Porsche do a similar thing actually. In, in their shops, they have the this this. You can buy like the spoiler from the RS, and you can use that as like they've made it into a shelf. Oh, okay. Or, or you can have like um, brake discs, and they they like built into like a coffee table or something like that. They've, you know, they, they kind of do a little bit with them. Yeah. And now it's furniture. I mean, really. 
Not furniture that anyone would allow. It'll really hold your drink up, but don't for fuck's sake put anything on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna need you're gonna need a Porsche coaster for that. (laughs) Yeah. We um Mel was patient. I always sing Mel's Patience, and I probably should every single episode, but you she should, yeah. she waited in the car, had a book. What? Yeah. Probably enjoyed that more. She uh, she probably did more than actually we... When we were... Charlie and I kind of came in, there was another family coming out, mum and dad, and a uh, 14-year-old son, and I think a similar age daughter as well. And they had the iPhones out, and the kids were taking photos, but the parents were like... Ugh. And we saw them at each little car dealership as we... Looped along the side. Well, that's of the nice. That's a nice little day out. It was nice for me because I'm into cars and so is Charlie, but I could tell the parents were just a bit like, just doing some size. I kind of said to one of them after the fifth shop, like, it's a nice little excursion on a, on a holiday. And he's like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah this is fine. Well, and were the, were the son and the daughter equally enjoying? Were they elbowing each other like, oh, look at that? The, the son was definitely jumping up and down more. And the daughter, but the daughter still had her phone out and she was in, enjoying it too, kind okay, of more demonstrably. Good. I still was more focused on the son, like, look, just like Charlie, you know. Yeah. Um, actually, on the, on the way out, so we kind of, we get in the car and, you know, but one more last little look, we find a Pagani which Charlie was excited about that that sort of thing. The uncle, he's Charlie's been well, we all I've been as well. Been really excited to see this Pagani since you, Uncle Nick, went to Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> mentioned it. Mentioned it. Uh, look, they've, they've got a Pagani. Make sure you get Dad to take you there. Yeah, and I'm so glad that he he. I'm sure he didn't drag you along. You're equally pulling <laughs> like two border collies tethered together. <laughs> <laughs> it, actually, it was a sad story. We we'd walked up and down the street, gone to all the the, the dealerships, looked at the cars, and on the way back, we were like, "Wouldn't it be cool if we'd seen a Pagan well, on the side of that building?" The first one we went into, one floor up, one floor up. Yeah, it's, there's Aston Martin. Rolls Royce, these are the badges on the side of the building. Yeah. That says Pagani. That says Pagani. We, We're going in. We marched in. We marched in. Nick. That's that's the place. And we we wrapped on the you know the the it says Pagani outside. It's Pagani. It says Pagani. It says where is it? Yeah. And the lady's like, I know, I know. It's upstairs behind yeah. glass. But behind it's upstairs. Behind very much glass. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful machines. Amazing. I love those little like it has side mirrors and the side mirrors are in the shape of a leaf. It's really like it's really fine, but you know it's strong also yeah. because it's all carbon fiber. Everything on that car is a beautiful thing. Like, re- yeah, absolutely great. And the photo that you shared with me of your reflection of your face inside that leaf mirror, I was like, for people that know cars, people will see that leaf mirror and like, oh, that's a Pagani. He's how, did he? how did how did he do that? Well, that's that's the 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 part where Mel pa- Mel's patients come in because as we're leaving that place, like, whoa, this is this can't get any better. This is amazing. And I say to the lady, "Hey, thanks very much for, thanks very much for like letting us kind of run around and drool on your expensive cars. It's been great." And she, oh, people do it all the time. Have you been to Dutton's? Speaking of collies, what Dutton's? No, it's well, what it is like. Go down the end, turn left, and turn left again. It's tucked in there, and it's got all this same stuff, but a bit older as well. And by that stage, I've, I've run out the clock on Mel's patience. I know I have. Yeah. She's been in the car for a long time reading it's a book. It's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. And we jumped in and we we're excited. And because she loves us dearly and is amazing, went, okay, but yeah. you have to run. And so we found a park that was too far away. And we ran yep. a couple of hundred meters to get to this Dutton's garage place that just was incredible. It had a, it had the, it had a Pagani, the one that I took the photo in, yeah. just sitting there in public. Oh. And that wasn't the most exciting car. Oh yeah, there was the Porsche Carrera GT. 
Oh, wow. V10. No, that, that is exciting. Le Mans-based engine. The yeah, one that Paul that. Walker died in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it yeah. had the little balsa shifter on it. Oh, I like that. I like those little touches. Just yeah, like a, and that was one of those cars. You see photos of it, it's great, but in person... That's one of those little details as well where it's like, oh, why is the, the stick shift made out of balsa wood? Like you wouldn't... Oh, because it's light. Mm. Not just because it looks nice and it feels nice in your hand. It's light. So. And it's a reference to those old Yes Le Mans races where make everything light. Light yeah, as possible. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that great Kimi Raikkonen quote from races gone by they were men made of steel driving cars made of wood <laughs> christ yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they died a lot they did so much <laughs> yeah let's get helmets these little leather wraps is, is that what we put the helmet on yeah maybe maybe that, one day maybe, maybe one, one day, day the technology that, that will the exist <laughs> Look, it's, got a, it's got a strap on it <laughs> But it's got yeah. goggles. <laughs> no, we dropped into Dutton's and, and there was a few photos of Jerry Seinfeld with the owner on the, you know, just, just ah. like Jerry Seinfeld. He's a famous guy, so he's got a cap on and he's holding a brochure and a coffee and going, yeah, I'll be in a photo. So they're doing the famous guy lean in, but he, he had come yeah. to that place. Famous Porsche yeah, collector. Famous uh, car enthusiast. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, and the Dutton's had it right. I wish we'd gone there first because they had a little cafe in there. Ah, oh, yeah, and we yeah. kind of we were like, God, did, we should have. Did Sagami or the the Pagani place not have? They had a, they had coffee machines, yeah, but not actual food. There were people sitting down at tables enjoying like chips and salads that and sort of sandwiches and. Oh wow, that's brave to have that sort of stuff around cars that are not behind glass, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> pastries, things that drop crumbs. A Danish could have rolled across the floor and stained a Pagani wheel. Yeah, well, those uh, those Danes are known for their rolling abilities. Yeah. They, they um, no, it was just a. Uh, oh, the, no, that the was, Danes are playing Australia actually in the soccer. That's middles, tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Matildas! No, what a trip! Yeah. But I did want to, this. This bonus episode is fast turning into a normal, normal sized one. How are we looking? Twenty minutes. All right, cool. Let's wrap this um, up. So the one thing I do want to talk about on the way to Melbourne is we always say that thing about you know when you're driving along a road and someone's doing ninety and then you get to an overtaking zone and. They go into left-hand lane, but then they drive at 140, so you can't catch up. Yeah, there's a real mentality of, like, none shall pass. I, uh, yeah. The theory please is... Write, please write in. If you have a reason about this, or if you just just need to get it off your chest, please tell us. Let us know why. What's the psychology behind it? If you are one of these people that drive really slow, but then speed up as soon then as there's this, a straight you are, road, are not listening to this podcast. Then you are not listening yeah. to this podcast. You're still trying to figure out how the radio works. Yeah. No, please continue. Um, that's still a thing. I always thought it was a cliche because we joke about it a lot. But yeah, we took the Corolla over. There's some skylines, probably not up for a big long long trips. But oh, well, you know the Corolla's going to be fine. Yeah, and and it was great. Yeah, sat comfortably. We were cool the whole way. Yeah, great. But yeah, it was doing that thing of when here's an overtaking lane. No, no, I've been driving at ninety, maybe ninety four. And I will not have anyone yeah. drive past me. It's still a thing. It's still a th- yeah. I mean, I had the similar experience yesterday. Went for a lovely drive. Ah. Just going for a drive. That's what I do. Driving up a twisty bit of road. You know it very well. And I'm stuck behind an incredibly slow moving Corolla. Oh. Um, and the owner does not deserve to be driving. They probably Corolla. got they, in the wrong car. Yeah. They accidentally. Hey, this doesn't feel like the Swift. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> this is way too fast. <laughs> The key was so sticky. <laughs> Absolute classic. So I'm stuck behind a, st- a swift driver 
mistakenly driving the Toyota Corolla. I'm going up a windy road and I know up ahead there is one straight bit of road. It's just a little straight bit of road and then another glorious twisty bit. So I get up to the straight bit. I'm hoping there's no one come on, coming the other way. There isn't. Great. So I, I'm overtaking and this car that has been driving 40 40 on the little straight bits and then whenever there's a corner basically stopping before going around indicating before doing a little yeah, a little sweep just going around the corner and then yeah I'm overtaking on the straight bit and this guy floors it <laughs> like nope I'm not letting you pass because I'm actually a racer I was going slow yep and because I'm sitting in a Porsche, so I have no problems overtaking this guy. And I make it very, very... And you're a brave driver on those roads. Sure. You're competent. And I I make it very, very easily before... Anywhere before the next corner. But I I know that he was trying to stop me from overtaking. And we get to the next corner. I go around two corners and I look back and they are just nowhere to be seen. But that mentality of like... Nope, it's a straight bit of road. I'm not letting anyone pass. I won't be rushed. A sensible 40 kilometers an hour. What is the hurry? It's the same mentality that gets to the front of a long queue at a cafe to order and then then picks up the menu. Could you just step out and pick something? No. No, and their elbows, they're all elbows. Oh, you've hit on something that really hits me hard. Uh We've got a nice bakery (laughs) down the road from us and we pop in there and there's... (laughs) Always an enormous line. And I'm always wondering, why is this taking so long? Because in a bakery, everything is already prepared. You just say what you want. They give it to you. You pay the money. You're out. Get out. The reason it takes so long is that people waiting in the queue, they get to the front. Hello. What can I get you? Hmm. Um. And then, this is the other kicker. <laughs> when I'm just picturing steam coming out of your ear. ears. I'm just... My my teeth are on the verge of shattering behind them. I'm grinding them so hard. And then comes I can't the, hear myself think. What's that grinding noise? <laughs> then comes the real kicker. Yes, that's right. I'll I'll have the pasty that I always have. Great. That'll be whatever. What? That'll be sauce. Probably- oh, whoa, okay. Whoa. You really thrown me a curveball there. <laughs> All right. Great. That'll be that'll be five dollars. Ah, okay. Well, I wasn't expecting to pay for this. I'll just dig around and try and find my wallet. Darling, do you have my wallet? Oh, I'll dig around in my purse. These people have got to the age of 50 plus and they've, they haven't worked out that you need to pay for things. It's insane. My, oh, my God. Let's my, end this episode before My favourite addition to that bit is they finally do get out the card and then they want to have a little podcast themselves about isn't it funny how we pay for cards and not with cash these days have you seen young people paying with their phones oh fucking hell oh. I've, I've just become one of those people and I, I hate myself I, for some reason I've discovered an irrational hatred of people who use their phones to pay for stuff yeah and I think it's because I always just have my card in my pocket and I'm ready to go blip. but yeah. with a phone you got to pull it out and you press the button it's not as fast as a car. It's not as fast. Yeah, and that's the that, annoying I, thing. I, I had yeah. a brain disaster and I have had to use a phone this week and I hate myself every time I do it and I hate the fact that it works really fast when I do it because yeah. I know that I probably won't go back to using a card. Oh. Yeah. Things have changed. Um, Things have changed, man. The, the last thing we did when we went to Melbourne was driving a convoy. Oh, 
of course. We went over yeah. there with. Uh, we talked about convoys. We talked about yeah. We talked about the sort of the joy of and convoys. How you get it. left behind. Yeah. This wasn't one of those. This was a convival convoy. So it was uh, me and Mel and Charlie in one car. Or convivial. And Mel's brother. Dan, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Dan and Steph. Hi, Dan. Hi, Steph. Hi, Dan and Steph. Special mention there. Um, they would. Uh, it was a nice convoy because they could sort of, you know, converse with us over the Discord chat and, uh, you know, send us little, little notes uh, as we were sort of tootling along. Like we, we drove through Dadswell and on the con- and on the uh, Discord chat for the family. I'm I'm just down as Dad because Charlie was the one that set it up. And so we drove through Dad's well and Steph instantly texts, is Sam well? Oh, <laughs> oh, I love those funny name places. Yeah, funny yeah. names on yeah. the way to Melbourne. We just point them out. But, you know, it's the modern time. So we could text each other and have little bits of fun and pull sure. over interesting spots that we don't usually pull over at. And yeah. Oh, did you drive past that massive koala with the red eyes? Mm-hmm. I don't... I yeah, was... ko- koala Tulu. What was, the, to... what was the choice behind having... Now... For anyone that doesn't know, there's a massive koala on the road between Adelaide and Melbourne. It's a statue. Yeah, it's a statue. Is it? Yeah. Have I ruined your story? A little little bit. bit. Anyway, its eyes light up periodically and they light up red. So when you try. Now, I don't know if that's a conscious choice to like, ah, you know, back in the day when people were taking pictures with film cameras and everyone's eyes would go red for some reason because the film couldn't handle oh, yeah. the colours. Yeah. Like, if we make the eyes red, then everyone's got red eyes. <laughs> it's the red eye to Melbourne. You don't want the koala statue to feel left out? Yeah. it's But, yeah, red beaming eyes on this koala. It's a... It's a it's I always a thought it was thing. like, oh, you know, where you put like a red, you know, like red lights on the top of stobie poles near airports so a plane wouldn't crash into them. Yeah. It's oh, a, maybe. Well, no, that's dumb. Because the thing's the not koala, that big. It's, it's smaller than the trees around it. Yeah. 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 Although it wouldn't have to climb very high to be No, that's true. Larger it than would those. just have to stand up. It's a seated koala. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all it has to do. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. You see, that's one of the great things you see on the road. And you, 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 we, we do the drive to Melbourne a couple of times a year, I think, just sure. to kind of go and visit and always sort of see the same like sort of it. stuff. Yeah. And those funny signs are always funny. Like, yeah. There's that one place, Garangarung Glenlee or something yeah. like that. You feel like that's a made-up name. It's just an indigenous, indigenous name. Indigenous name. You, that's a funny name. Oh, no, wait. It's the Aboriginal name. Oh, that's, and yeah. for some, like, it's a and name. South Australia and Victoria would probably worse that kind of stuff and just like, no, let's also change the name. Yeah. yeah. Change it no, to no, Smith's no. Gap. <laughs> Airs rock. Oh no. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, sure. Look, let's not go down that road. Let's go. Literally. Let's. Hey, what's that up ahead? Looks like. It looks like episode nine. <gasps> well, I'll see you there. Let's pull over, fuel up, and see you in episode nine whenever I put it up. Great. Great. <laughs>